everyone. I'm Arden Elizabeth, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode of It's the Wine Talking, your weekly dose of wit, wine, and occasional wisdom. We have arrived in Japan, the land of sushi, sake, and ramen, and we'll be eating our way through this delicious country over the next month. I expect to add on a few pounds on this trip, but I can assure you that it will be worth it. To accompany tonight's episode, I'm drinking a Japanese sake. I tried to buy some Japanese wine, you know, to experiment a little, but I didn't realize when I bought it that it was only 9% alcohol. I knew as soon as I gave it a sniff that it was way too sweet, and the first sip confirmed it. So, down the drain it went. Then I opened up another bottle, which I thought was sake, but turned out to be a liquor made from very sweet Anonimo potatoes. Expecting sake, and not a higher-proof vodka-like beverage, I took a big ol' swig. That was a mistake. Finally, I returned to an open and therefore less dangerous bottle of Daiginja sake, which is a bit sweeter and fruitier than the sake I prefer, but a gift compared to my first two choices. Hashtag blessed indeed. All right, now that we've settled on a beverage, let's get on with the show. This week is part two of our series, Lies I Tell While Traveling. Today's lie, and this is my husband. I wear a rose gold wedding band on my left ring finger that I bought off of Etsy. I write emails to our Airbnb host about when my husband and I will be arriving. I answer yes when the customs official asks if Miles and I are married. But despite nearly five years together, plenty of encouragement from friends and family, and open conversations about marriage and our future, there's been no wedding, no secret elopement, no international nuptials. There's simply too much to see of the world before we say I do, and there will be plenty of time to be Mr. and Mrs. Arden Elizabeth when we return to the States, despite what people we meet on the road may think and what we lead them to believe. We're not actually married. Like the fake name Rebecca I use on the road, pretending to be married is something we mostly use in passing situations. It is, like most fibs I tell, good for making our lives and the lives of others easier. This isn't about putting on some grand charade to keep the wool pulled over everyone's eyes. And that's probably a good thing. You see, I can't seem to remember our fake wedding date, even though it's the same day as our day we met anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I'm the worst. And when a friend's mom recently asked us, and where was the wedding? I explained to her again that we were not actually married. It was a test. I failed. I told y'all I'm not very good at lying. I'm not sure who initially suggested to me the idea of wearing wedding bands while traveling, but after some discussion, Miles and I agreed that it would be the smart thing to do. After a momentary freakout on my part that wearing wedding bands now would make exchanging rings later less special, my best friend talked me off the ledge. We ordered wedding bands online through Amazon and Etsy, as you do when you're plotting a fake marriage, and after carrying my ring around the States for a month before we left the country, I promptly lost it at the D.C. airport, waiting to board our first flight to Argentina. Luckily, I rediscovered it deep in a pocket of my backpack a few days later, so the ruse was back on. We had several reasons for going the pretend spouse's route, or esposos, as they called us in Spanish for the first six months of our trip. First, several single female friends who had traveled internationally on their own wore wedding band-esque rings to deter leering men. When they were wearing their rings, They found it minimized how often they were approached or hollered at. 
and it made them feel safer. While Miles and I are usually together when we leave our apartment, it's nice to have this added sense of security. I've been able to steer clear of any physical advances or requests for a date. Let's assume it's the ring and not that my beauty is fading. And I've only had a handful of awkward conversations in which I was told I was sexy. Thank you. And to smile more. Every lady's favorite pickup line. In fact, over the last year, I'd say that I've had fewer uncomfortable interactions with random men than I would have in the U.S. Maybe it's better manners. Maybe it's the ring. Maybe it's me. Whatever it is, I'll take it. Of course, safety while traveling abroad is about more than staying away from creepy bros. Another big reason we choose to be fake married is for medical reasons and other emergencies. We tend to be the only people we know when we visit new places. A fact that can get just a little bit old, so y'all should come see us. So if something bad were to happen, there's nowhere else to turn. And if hospitals only want to let family come back to visit or make decisions, we're in trouble if we aren't husband and wife. It's a solid plan if only I could remember to stop telling the receptionist that I'm single every time we go to the doctor's office. There's also what I consider to be the very important matter of being respectful of other cultures and beliefs, or at the very least, not ruffling people's feathers unnecessarily. Growing up in the South, I understand that not everyone is comfortable with people living together or sleeping in the same bed before they are married. Personally, I cannot imagine committing to someone forever without first testing out what it's like to intertwine our lives, but to each their own. Since we utilize Airbnb for a lot of our lodging, we're often interacting with the owner of the home that we're staying in. I certainly don't want to be refused a place to stay because I'm living in sin. But beyond that, I don't want our host to feel uncomfortable by supporting our risque lifestyle. If it makes them feel better, it makes me feel better. And I'll just keep looking to Miles when they ask questions like, Oh, how long have you been married? Uh... When it comes to hotel stays, we've actually heard stories, in Indonesia specifically, of men and women not being allowed to stay in the same room unless they were married. While we've never run into this ourselves, it seems like a good thing to avoid for both financial reasons, two rooms means twice the cost, and loneliness. While Miles the introvert would probably relish in time to himself, I'd be a crazy person. I simply do not value alone time, and I always want someone around, even if we're not talking. I know, I know, as a modern, independent woman, I'm supposed to learn how to be alone and enjoy it. Well, I've tried it, and it doesn't work for me. In terms of other logistics, marriage can sometimes score you discounts, like in the case of adding a second driver to a rental car. Although, pro tip, if you're an unmarried couple, just look real sad when the enterprise salesperson asks if you are married. Sometimes they feel sorry for you when you answer no and give you the discount anyways. Now that I've certainly sold you on the benefits of being married while traveling, you might be wondering if we wish we could go back in time and do things differently. You know, actually tie the knot before our big trip. Then we get all the advantages of being married without having to juggle multiple lies about our relationship status. Maybe I'd even remember our anniversary or location of our wedding when asked. Maybe. But the truth is, we wouldn't change a thing. Even though we know we'll get married someday and are actively discussing our lives and future together, we're still learning how to be good partners. Traveling has pushed our relationship into overdrive. When you're together 24-7, 365, you find out quickly whether or not you can make it work. We've had some tough conversations on the road more than we ever had at home. 
but they put us in a better place. And to sound super sappy and cliche, they made us stronger as a couple. At this point, I can't imagine getting married without knowing what we've discovered over the last year. And I can only expect that there's more room to grow over the rest of our trip. So being unmarried, for now, is the right decision for us. Also, weddings are crazy town expensive. And if I have to make a choice between a white gown and sushi, y'all know I'm choosing the delicious fish. All right, that's it for this week's episode of It's the Wine Talking. You can follow my Facebook page at facebook.com slash wine talking to stay up to date on the latest episodes and learn fun facts about wine that will make you feel great about your life choices. For example, according to recent studies, red wine is good for your brain and your heart, and it could help you lose weight. So it's basically a health food. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Oh, let's go.